welcome to the Schools and Academies Show podcast. This episode was recorded at the Schools and Academies Show in Birmingham on 13th and 14th November 2019. Don't forget to register for your free place at our upcoming show in London on www.schoolsandacademiesshow.co.uk. Welcome to the West Midlands. I'm homegrown, so if you need to have subtitles, wave at me now if you don't understand the accent, but welcome anyway. Right, so, proving well-being. We've been doing that. I'm older, probably the oldest in the room. Well, not quite, but nearly. We've been doing this for years, but we just have not shouted about it. So it's really important we look at the key messages here to look at improving student well-being. And I bet you by the end of that, you'll say I've been doing that anyway. So, you can have all these slides as well. By the end of the 20 minutes, we'll try and cover all of those things. If this is not what you're here for, you've got about 10 seconds to run out to be at the one you need to be at. So, we're going to have a look at all the initiatives. Because if they're not joined together, the little people at the end of the chain are actually going to miss out. So... Raining initiatives, we know that. So what can we do? It's a bit like a tidal wave. We're not going to drown, so we need to learn to surf. But one of the things I want you to take away from this is you cannot be the Swiss army knife to solve societal ills. You cannot. Your job is to ignite and to inspire learning. Also, you've got a whole plethora of partners you've got to engage, not least parents, as you well know. We cannot solve children's well-being on our own. So, if you look nationally, these are all the initiatives. Can you put your hands up if you're in a primary school setting or TSA or academy? Who's in secondary? Okay, so pretty split. So... One of the big issues out there is protecting the subject, irrespective of whether you're in primary or secondary, because of the pressures on other areas. The greatest gift we've been given, now don't throw anything at me, is the new Ofsted framework. It will work to your advantage, and we'll look at that in a minute. Your primary P in sport premium, we are in PERDA, so I've had to alter the slide because I'm not allowed to say anything. However... There are suggestions that the money will remain, irrespective of who gets in. The amount is the question on the table. So you need to bear that in mind. The obesity strategy, again, irrespective of who is in power, we have an issue about children's weight and not managing it. Okay? Now, we know that is not down to the school, but we're part of the prevention and maybe end up part of the cure. Who is involved in the secondary teacher training program? <gasps> £3,600 per school for every school in the country, and it's headed up by your Teaching School Alliance. So if you have got 100, that's 333,000 for your TSA. Ring friends for P in school sport. Okay? So if you don't know anything, go to the stand. Get I've got two colleagues here who are working on that as well. If you're in secondary schools and you've not had your money and you're not part of it, you've not lost out because that's here till 2021. That money will not disappear. It's lottery. The only way it will disappear is if they stop buying lottery tickets. 
Okay, so that's sort of a guaranteed funding. School sport action plan, that is a big issue. And in there is the well-being. So there will be funding for that. And it will continue for at least a year, irrespective of who gets into power. The new inspection framework, as I've said, is on your side. And then your comprehensive spending review and your Brexit will have implications. If we do leave the EU, every single government department will lose up to 20% of its funding. And you know down the chain, that's, it doesn't matter if it's health, it doesn't matter whether it's police or infrastructure. Everyone has had to commit to giving up 20%. So, these are all the strategies that are raining down on you. You've probably seen every one of those. How do you manage those to improve well-being and achieve your whole school improvement? So, let's look at the primary premium. How can you use this to improve well-being? There are five key indicators. Those will not change. The guidance will be out next week of how to fill in your template. You have got, at the moment, up to £18,000. If you feel that well-being is one of the five indicators you want to hit, you can spend that money on it. So you have got an actual resource there. Also, what is sustainable and what makes the difference? I don't have to tell you this. It's the workforce. The workforce are the sustainable infrastructure. So you can use that money to upskill them. Okay? And then you have got certain things you can't spend it on, which are PPA and capital spend. So that's really not going to impact on your well-being. But the guidance, it says October, but we haven't finished it, so it will be out at the end of next month. So that's what you have to report on. It's aligned to impact at the end. Not how many courses you've been on, not what you've spent it on, the difference it's made to young people. And if your well-being is one of the key areas, then you need to articulate that and show it and evidence it. Now, the reason why I've put this up is some academies do it. Some don't, all of you don't have to, but it should be a minimum. Who's in an academy? Who's in a mainstream school? Right, so straight away, you have to, they don't. Okay, but there is an expectation that you will do more than that. Now, if you look at your national curriculum overview, you will see that it's a framework. And when we just look at those aims, it's easy to address the outcomes for young people. Okay? So, the purpose of study is your intent. It is your vision. Okay? So, if Ofsted do decide to visit you or do a deep dive in PE, you can tell them your intent is aligned to the purpose of study. Then, your aims. What is it you're going to actually deliver? Well, one of those is lead active, healthy lifestyles, which includes emotional well-being. And then, you have your intentions and eventually demonstrate your impact. So, your national curriculum is aligned. I'd like to say it was well planned in 2014, but it wasn't. It's happened by default. But because your inspection framework is about the quality of curriculum, they've actually aligned it to most of the curriculum subject aims. So, on the right, your right, their left, my left, now look at the impact on whole school improvement. Look, if you deliver the minimum, the minimum, then you will be able to improve areas for your young people.
Now, it may be behaviour is poor because of their emotional state. It may be they don't want to come to school because of what's happening at home. But if you look at how you aims fit to the impact on whole school improvement, that should make a difference to the lives of young people. Okay. You know this is there now. How many have been done? Already. How was it for you? Deep dive PE. Good. How was it for you? Did you was it deep dive for you, PE? Geography and art. Okay. So, it's your curriculum. You own it, not some bureaucrat, and that is really, really important. And I bet you're saying you're standing there, you're not the one getting the judgment. How the people who've been done, who went out and bought a 20 foot sheet with St. Mary's School is judged outstanding. We all moan about them, but we all go and buy when we get outstanding, don't we? Because it is independent and it makes that judgment for you. So it's really important to hold on to that because that is a great thing for parents to see. You're not saying it yourself. You know you're good, but you're being endorsed by somebody else. But it's your bespoke curriculum. Now, you need to demonstrate, as these colleagues will tell you, the contribution of PE to whole school improvement and the contribution of PE to physical health and emotional well-being and not just about the programme of study. But it cannot be the tail that wags the dog. Now, we said to Amanda Spielman, this is a fantastic framework, it is a great opportunity, but it doesn't help colleagues who are working to a league table of results. So the proof of the pudding, as they say, will be whether or not Ofsted can convince the department that their judgment is key in putting you in a league table, not the results. So, these are the questions you need to ask. Now, well-being, which we'll come on to a moment through personal development, make sure the curriculum is logical, sequential and progressive. You will be asked whether or not it's inclusive. And inclusive does not just mean disability. It's the hidden disability. Do you include your children who are aspergic, dyspraxic, dyslexic, ADHD, diabetic? It's really important that it's the whole inclusivity. It's also about inclusive learning in terms of are they kinesthetic? Are, are they auditory? Or are they visual learners or all three? So as long as you can articulate yeah, your curriculum is inclusive and it is broad and it is balanced, then you have absolutely no problems at all. And also, what a lot of people don't know is, if you're actually doing uh, piloting something, a judgment cannot be made about your pilot. And if you say, we're trialling this, but it's not working, they cannot make a judgment on that either. They will come back and have a look, but they can't make a judgment about it. So be brave. This is your trial time. And then the biggest thing is, is your curriculum understood for PE, sport and physical activity? If I came in as your inspector and said to the child, what is it you hope to learn in PE, bless you, and then I went to the head of PE, then I went to the governor, they should all be saying the same thing. So that's really important for you. And then those are the four things you need to do. You need to map it out and show it. Deploy your staff effectively, you know, from NQT right through to those without QTS. 
You also need to raise the profile. You know as well as I do that PE is the best subject area to demonstrate spiritual, moral, social and cultural. It's easy to do. It is also one of the best to demonstrate the whole school improvement in terms of attendance, behaviour, attitude, sportsmanship, good citizenship. If it's taught badly, it's also the worst subject. We have to keep that. We see these horror stories. I am fed up of Twitter, of hearing people about doing cross-country in their baggy green knickers. They must be octogenarians because it's not like that anymore. You know, the baggy green knickers have gone. They might still do cross-country, but at least they're in a tracksuit. So it's really important we invest in professional learning just to make sure colleagues get this right. So your personal development. If you would be degraded good, this is what you need to get. And this is where your well-being comes in, okay? Pupils have to have a greater experience other than the academic area. And most of you will be doing that anyway. It is really, really important you demonstrate SMSC and you use your physical education to do that, raise confidence, give them leadership skills, help them with their decision-making. And then it's the wider support around character. And what's strange is people seem to be jumping on the well-being bandwagon to help character. And actually, character is a statutory part of the purpose of PE. It's a statutory element. So it's almost been happening by osmosis and we've not been shouting about it. Also, one of the main aims is to active lifestyles. There's lots of people around here that you'll have been to who will say activity makes you feel better. Okay, stand up. Stand up, please. Right, depending on your age, ability and motivation, right, we're going to use four gears. First is walking, second, jogging, third, running fast, and fourth is going for it. There's no inertia and no reverse. That's for me. Right. So I'm going to count to three, and I want you to get into gear one. Okay? Right, one, two, three, gear one. Right. Come on, no inertia, gear one. Right, number two. You can stop whenever you want. Number three. Number four. Okay, fit lot. Let's go for overdrive. Okay, down to four. Down to three. Back to five. Come on, arms going now. One, three, five. And down to neutral. And just sit down. Right, okay. Daft as it sounds, you've eaten. It's long. You've dropped off because I've been speaking more than two minutes. Bit of active. It does help your well-being. Also, people are smiling. Is that, oh, God, I'm going to kill her. She's made me look a wally. Or actually, I quite enjoyed that because I've got a bit of cramp. Okay? Now, from a personal experience, I fell, I was paralyzed, and my well-being was awful. Well, I wasn't having any of that, so they sorted me out. I'm walking. And what's brought it back? I'm an ex-PE teacher. I'm an ex-gymnast. I've broken every bone in my body, but I've not broken my neck. But all of a sudden, it hits you that that well-being is about physical activity. So it's really, really important we get that embedded. And we've plagiarized that, guilty as charged. We've taken out the quality of curriculum and added in PE. If you take that, have it on your desk, give it, have it around the school, give it your parents, your governors, all of SLT. You articulate that to your governess. Would that have helped you and your inspection if you would have had that? You know, can you talk about in personal development, in PE, we look at SMSC, we look at fundamental values. 
you can evidence all that. You're real professionals. But you just now need to have the confidence to show that the well-being of your young people is delivered through physical education. That's your intent. That's how we implement it. And that's the difference we're going to make. But one of the biggest stumbling blocks is whenever there's money about, it starts a bit of a turf war. And sitting in ministerial meetings, trying to get them to understand the difference between PE, sport and physical activity is probably the, one of the biggest challenges other than learning to walk again. It really was difficult. And so the whole sector got together and we designed that. And if our team were inspecting, we would be saying to the children, tell me what the difference is between PE and sport. Tell me what the difference is between sport and physical activity. Now, I have to say, when we went out a uh, consultation, primary colleagues got this a lot better than some of our secondary colleagues because many of the PTAR were game specialists. So they got the sport. They were the best at articulating sport, but not PE, not the education through the physical. So in order to develop well-being and impact on whole school improvement, your PE curriculum needs to deliver on all three with the appropriate staff. The posters are over there if you want one. Now, this is the most critical one. This is what you take away. Now, you can do this for any subject. Ahead, as you can imagine, helped us develop that. Took that, said to my colleague, Simon, give it me in Word. Took it away and gave it to every subject leader in the school. This was a primary school. And said, write down the contributions your subject makes to the overall outcomes for young people. Guess which subject came out on top? And as a result of that, it was how the primary PE and school sport premium can be used to top up a subject leader in PE's salary. That went down well with literacy and numeracy. I really did get the arrows in the back. But actually, if you can demonstrate those and you can show the impact, how you implement it and the impact there, then it's about good leadership and management right through from the little children all the way up to the big kids, all the way up to staff, parents. Parents need to have that and understand because when your people leave you, whether they're 5, 11 or 18, those are the things that they can do without being the next England cricketer or England women's footballer. All of those things require little talent, but they require good emotional health and well-being. They also require children and young people to be confident. The more confident you are, the more you succeed. So all of those things, we've collected those from across a number of schools and added up, put it into a poster. Are you on time? Think of those who are not deemed to be academic, but they have great skills. My biggest angst is that government wouldn't let us accredit all the volunteers at London 2012. You're here at Home of the Commonwealth, and that's what we're aiming for. Accredit every single volunteer because they may have those skills and actually they would demonstrate to employers they may not have 10 number, whatever they are now, GCSEs or A-levels, but they actually have all those skills Who'd love to employ people like that? I'd be proud if my children could demonstrate all of that. So we're asking you to place P at the heart of school life because all of those other areas actually impact on young people's lives. And you can't do everything. 
You cannot. Your job, Ignite and Inspire Learning, you cannot. And we're not trained to be psychiatrists, psychologists, medical professionals. Okay. My sister is a medical professional and she said to me, when you were in Oswestry Spinal Unit and you were about to have your op, I had three options. Complete paralysis, paraplegic, no change or some change. She said, how would you feel if the local butcher came in and because he chopped up pigs and does spare ribs, has the skills to do your the consultancy, filled me with horror. And she said, and it fills us with horror when teachers are expected to be mental health professionals. So we have to stick with what we know and do it really well. But place P at the heart and get everybody else to help us because the jigsaw won't make sense unless all the pieces are in place. So, status of the subject. It's been raised. Millions have gone in through the primary P and school support premium. 13.66 million for secondary schools. So it's going up. Positive trajectory. But... If it's not valued in schools and by parents, doesn't matter how much money you pour into it. So it's really important that when we're looking at reduced curriculum time, we make sure the quality is there. So give these facts out to parents. They are basic facts. You want children to be emotionally well. Pupils have a better outlook on life if they go through peeing and school sport. And... Don't spend all your money on resources unless they're for the right people and you know how to use them. You are the best resource out there, the professionals. And where are we going to be in a year? Who knows? But you'll still be there. Emotional well-being will still be a challenge. And so now this is the window of opportunity because if we don't take it and we don't embrace it, then we're not going to have any impact. So in summary, because the lady's waving at me, you are the most important. You are the most important to advocate. You have to go out and make sure P is at the heart of your school. If it's at the heart of your school, if every one of you convinced ahead in an academy chain, in a teaching school alliance, if you, even your school next door, you convince them, think how that would spread. But more importantly, think of the parents. Because we interview a lot of parents and we hear they are so tired when they come home from school. That's good. We let them sit and have time out gaming. And we get a pizza. Now, we are in no position to tell people not to eat pizza. It's like somebody telling me not to drink Prosecco. You can imagine what the response would be, you know, after a bad day at work. But what we have to do is balance that. They have to understand, yeah, no such thing as a bad diet. It's about balance. And actually, would they have felt better if you'd gone for a walk, if you'd have gone on a bike, on a scooter, if you'd have gone on a wee fit even? I don't, I don't get any commission, but I couldn't think of another example. It's really, really important. Of course, they're not going to stop gaming, but balance it. Balance your activity with your diet. And then, for years, we've had this problem. We cannot, cannot keep doing the same things repackaged. We've got to do different things. Because if we don't, 10 years down the line, one of you is going to be standing here giving the same message. So we've got to make a difference and use PE, use school sport and physical activity to boost confidence, achieve the outcomes. It will improve school 
challenges like behaviour attendance. And if yours is good, it will get even better. But we need these young people to be employable post-Brexit and to be really good citizens. Thank you for listening. Cheers. Don't forget to register for your free place at our upcoming show in London on www.schoolsandacademiesshow.co.uk.